Hey everybody, I hope you're staying cool because, uh, yeah. We're trying not to melt in a puddle over here in our little box forts. Ben! My How box... does your box fort stay up in the heat? Uh, well, first it spontaneously combusted earlier. Uh, and oh, so it didn't stay up in the heat. No, no, it did not. Uh, and now what you're looking at is uh -huh. cardboard surrounding blocks of ice. Ah. It won't last long, so we've got to get to it, because otherwise this box board has fallen down around me before we finish the show. Mine's wilted like a flower, Ben. It just drooped. It's yeah. given up. I thought the wax would bolster it with all oh, my lovely no. decorating, but no. So that's what that big like area around your box board is? is mm -hmm. That's wax? Yeah. Okay, because it looks like blood, so I was worried about that. I like red, Ben! <laughs> It's the best color. I mean, blue, but anyways, it's fine. It's fine. Anyways, let's get into this Aludra because we're here to, to box forward it up. Box forward it up. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> I like our random new theme song. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know about you, Ben, but it's it's murderously hot over here. Yeah, same here. We're, we're getting this sort of heat should be illegal. I'm uh, if I win the the position of Thor in the Marvel Universe, I will make this sort of heat illegal. Yeah, if I get the position of Thor, I'm just going to make it rain a lot. This sort of heat. No, because then we have flooding problems. So, well, no, no, just enough to cool it down. Yeah, like every day, just just a little bit of rain to cool down. That's it. That's all we need. Just, but, just, this is illegal. This is illegal heat, and I hate it. I hate it. That is true. Uh, so I'm just going to jump right into uh, another thing that I don't necessarily hate, but I don't think I'm ever going to play again. I know. This is it very, like very, fast, yeah, very fast. Very wow. fast. Like, well, again, not, I don't hate it, but you're going to find out why I'm not going to play this. So, uh, I'm, I'm part of PlayStation Plus. I get, you know, three free games every Yay. month, which is cool. I rarely play the free games that I get because I'm like, I'm doing other stuff or whatever. Or it's, you know, FIFA 2023 or something, you know, just games I don't care about. Yeah, yeah. But, bad games, but not bad games, but just not Ben games. Yeah. So this one came up. It was the third game that you get. And mm -hmm. you play as a fox mother. And I'm like, oh, this is a game for me. This is going to be fun. This is going to be great. It's called endling extinction is forever so it doesn't sound super happy right away but the, the, so i'm gonna spoil kind of a little bit of the beginning of the game here because you're gonna see why i'm never playing this game again so you start off you're a fox you're running away from a forest fire and you're running like the whole beginning first part is like you running away and then learning how to like kind of jump in and go down different tracks and stuff and and you go all this way and then you see like, you know, buildings in the distance and there's some polluting buildings and stuff. And I'm like, oh, OK, so this is going to be one of those games where there's like a heavy handed environmental message. That's cool. Whatever. I was still playing as a fox and this is fun and I'm really enjoying it. Then I go and then I, I find a den and I go inside the den and then I give birth and then you can customize your four little fox babies. Oh, my God, Ben, that sounds so cute. Yeah. I mean, it's basically changing the color of them and stuff, but. You still, mm -hmm. you get to, you get to edit your Fox babies. I'm like, oh, this is so adorable. This is so great. I love this game. And then it's like day one. I'm like, okay, you go outside and then your little Fox babies follow you around and then you have to find food for them and stuff. And I'm like, this is great. 
this is the game for me. It's about exploring, finding stuff. And, you know, you learn new abilities like, uh, you know, scratching a tree to, to get like a, a, an apple to fall or something, you know, cool mm-hmm. stuff. Very cute. I'm like, this is awesome. Go back into my den. Day two, I'm like, yeah, this is great. Go get him some food again. I'm like, okay, I'm slowly, you know, uh, exploring the map, opening it up a little bit more by going a little bit further every day. But, you know, making sure I'm, I'm getting my, my little fox babies some food. And there's like a sniff mechanic so that you can like, like find like mice and pounce on them and then feed them to the babies and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is so amazing. I love this. Going for the night. Well, technically the day because you, you leave at night. And then there's a cutscene outside of this this random guy and he's like kind of a big guy. He's got a cage on his bag. He's got all these contraptions and stuff. And he sends like this little toy into the, the little Fox den. And I'm like, Oh, this probably can't be good. Okay. Well, I'm going to like fight it or fight it off or whatever. This is okay. This is great. Mama Fox doesn't wake up. She, it, she's not awakened by this thing. Three of the little babies aren't awakened by this thing, but one of them wakes up. And it chases this little toy outside of the, the the den. And then your baby gets captured. And then you wake up and it's day three or whatever day it is where the starts. And you go outside and then where you've been finding green little smell lines to, you know, find your mice or food or whatever. There's a pink one and you follow it and you start tracking this guy. And then you get the spots and it kind of shows like little tiny, like, like a picture, then another picture, then another picture of the kind of stuff that happened. Then you follow it and follow it. Until you lose the scent. And then you but still need baby. and then you still need to feed the other babies because it's like, okay, well, there's other babies. I lost the scent. I'll probably be able to find it again, like as the days go by. I'm like, okay, we're in this, we're gonna save the babies. This is gonna be great. Mm-hmm. So I go, you know, continue doing stuff, feed them, explore more and stuff. And then all, all of a sudden another day happens and I, the pink scent is back. I'm like, oh. so I'm following it and following it more stuff happens, see more little, like, you know, pictures and stuff that's going on. Like, this is great. I'm going to find my little baby. And then, you know, lose the scent again. This happens a few times. And then, you know, again, going out, exploring more, finding new things, feeding my, my, my little kitten or kits or yeah, Fox kits. Then one day I walk outside, there's the pink scent again. I'm like, yes, let's do this. I start chasing after the scent. And then all of a sudden, one of my little foxes is like, I really need food. I'm like, oh, we'll get you food soon. We're going to go follow this pink scent. So I keep following the pink scent, trying to get it. And the the little baby fox is like, no, I I really need food now. And I'm like, oh, no. So I pick up the baby. But in this entire time that we found the pink scent, I haven't found any food. So I'm like, okay, run back to where I think I know where there's food to try to get him food and everything. He ends up dying from not eating. (laughs) So I've lost one and then another one died. And that's when I said, I can't play this game. It's going to ruin me. And this is the saddest thing ever. I'm done. But it's like the graphics are done really well. It's very simple controls. I'm sure if you have a better constitution for this, it's a great game. But just warning you, Endling Extinction is Forever has some heavy hitting dead fox kids, possibly. If you're not good at the game. So now we know to feed our fox kids before we go hunting for the other one. Yeah, but the thing is, is I kept their food like so full, like most of the time anyway, already. You have to constantly feed these things. So, yeah, I'm like, there's a chance that they could just. Yeah. Yeah. It Like I said, it looks to be a really good game. I can't deal with the stress of that right now. 
So maybe sometime in the future, but not right now. <laughs> so yeah, God, that's that uh, sounds awful. That like, sounds awful, Ben. It sounds so awful. Yeah, but the thing is, like, the game looks really great. It's it's you know stylized. It's it's a very like kind of side scroller, but you can like you know switch paths so that you're like you know going on like a different axis, like you're going in the Z axis or like the Q axis or whatever, because you can kind of, mm -hmm. you know, change which way you're going and stuff, interact with the environment and everything. Like there's random like fishermen that I almost started bugging just to see what would happen and stuff. And like, there's a lot in this and a lot to do. But again, it's like after my first failure, I'm like, oh God, this is, this is not good. I'm, I'm terrified of what's going to happen now. Yeah. So yeah, that is a game where you can lose your foxes. No, thanks. I do know of another game that has foxes in it that you can keep forever, though. I mean, probably any other game in our Steam libraries. Well, one in particular that actually is in the Steam library that is on your list that I've also been playing. Ah, okay, we're segueing to my Rainbow Fox because my Rainbow Fox is Best Fox. Actually, in Disney Dreamlight Valley. My Rainbow Fox is also Best Fox. Of course, yes. Yeah. It's, it's the same Rainbow Fox. Exactly. He's just in two places at once, and yeah. he is Best Fox. Because he's so magical. Mm-hmm, so magical. Like, as soon as I got Rainbow Fox, I'm like, that is out always. And that is out always all the time. <laughs> yes, this is my pet. I even finally got that stupid um a brown bird oh, from yeah? the Forgotten Lands. I've wanted that one. It looks like a phoenix so cool. Nope, Rainbow Fox. Got mm -hmm. Rainbow Fox and I'm like, "Mm-mm. Nope, you never had a chance, son." Yeah. Uh, so and... Disney Dreamlight Valley had an update today for those of you who don't know. Yes. It Disguise is a kind of minor patch, but they introduced a new character in it, which I did miss at first. Ben had to point it out because yep. I, I haven't had a chance to play it. And they also put a very, very much needed uh, uh, care warning at the beginning as soon as you load up. Mm hmm. But that's for a quest yeah. that came out on the last patch that a lot of people probably did already. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was um a lot. Yeah. So the story took a, a, a big swing at the themes of growing up and depression and, and such things, which is fine. Yeah, exactly. You know? But there wasn't a warning, and then all of a sudden you're dealing with themes of depression and isolation and all of that. It's like, oh, <laughs> okay, I'm depressed around Mickey Mouse. That's that's great. That's that's so great. And everyone's reaching out and trying to help me, but I'm not in the place in my depression yet where I can accept help. So, yeah, it, it I mean, gameplay wise, it it portrayed it really well. Accurately. So like if you're someone who's never experienced any sort of depression, like I'm really happy for you. But if you're someone who has experienced it a lot or is going through it and stuff, it can be kind of rough. It can be pretty upsetting. Yeah. Uh, they really wrote it realistically, mm -hmm. you know, the feelings of isolation and self-doubt and, you know, worrying that you're asking too much of everybody around you. These are all common things everybody worries about normally. So mm -hmm. 
than putting a magnifying glass on them. I was like, wow, okay, you know what? I just got up from my computer for a while. Yeah. I like I... didn't turn the game off because I was afraid I wouldn't be able to resume and I did not want to go <laughs> through some of this stuff again. But I was just like, I need like a hot second here. Just yeah. just a hot second. But as Disney goes, there is a happy ending to it. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it it is technically the end of the story of the game once you finish this quest line. But, of course, there's way more in the game that you get to do as well. It's just like yeah. that, that main quest that you kind of started from the very beginning is mm-hmm. is completed. So, um, you know, I, I actually wonder if they're going to actually bring, like, more main story quests in. Oh, like, I'm with willing different to things bet. in the future and yeah. stuff. Like, they would have to, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm willing to bet because that overarching storyline was great. Don't get me wrong, but it's not done. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's by no means finished. It's there's a lot of dangling threads to pick up still, and it's already alluded to some other things like new map areas coming out and such that are other lands. I mean, not even all the pillars are fixed. Go back into the the other castle, and you can get the orb for it. And- no, no, no. I did. Oh, okay. I, I swear there's one pillar that isn't fixed, but I can't think of which one it is right now. That should have been the... Oh, if you haven't... No? No, I've done if, all If you've done all, of, all the things, it should be the one that was... Uh, that's by Skull Rock. That's the one that was left over. And that's where you yeah. get the orb from the castle. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was left undone for a while, and I thought it was still undone. Okay. Um... There's more to it once you put that orb in there too. I'm yeah, just going to say yeah. that for now. No, I've I've done it. I have done it. So okay, cool. And we'll stop talking cryptically uh, once we're done recording to make sure that you did the extra step on there too. Mm-hmm. So okay, yeah, <laughs> great. Uh, anyways, yeah. So Disney Dreamlight Valley has still been taking up a lot of my time. You know, I'm still kind of checking every day. I at this point, I don't know why I sell pumpkins every day still, but I'm at like 24 million gold. Um, oh, I stopped around three. I was like, yeah, that's enough money for me. I've won capitalism. I don't need more. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I and guess I'm just I, continuing I ever, to do my investment. If I ever dip down to one, I just do a couple lots of pumpkins. Two hundred. I plant 200 pumpkins and call it good. Yeah, it, it is nice to be able to walk into Scrooge and be like, oh, no, I don't have that. Oh, that is the best quality of life thing that they added of if you go in, into Scrooge's and you, there's a little orange dot on the price tag. It's something that you don't own. And that mm-hmm. is the best thing that they have added to this game, because I don't know how many cabinets yeah. I've looked at. And I'm like, I probably have this and just didn't buy it. Oh, I buy it because you could always use two cabinets. Am I wrong? Sometimes I don't you know. can even use 20 cabinets. Yes, yes, you can. I don't I don't even want to think about how many bar stools I ended up buying because it's like <laughs> who needs a bar stool? Much less many bar stools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean th- th- again, th- this game is still in early access and it's constantly been evolving ever since we started playing it. And I gotta say, I'm I'm really enjoying it still. It it's it's holding me enough so that I don't feel like I have to log in every day to do chores, like kind of how Animal Crossing was after, you know, a year of gameplay. It was still like, okay, got to do my chores in Animal Crossing with Mm -hmm. this. It's still like, you know, I might I'll log in, check out Scrooge's stop to see if there's something new, because there's still constantly new stuff coming in. And uh, then, you know, I'm like, I don't have to ever get a hedge maids. Yes, I finally got one. Okay, You know, what's really funny. 
the uh, the Christmas tree rug, you know, to go underneath the mm-hmm. Christmas tree. I finally got that last month in my store. <laughs> like it didn't come in December at all. It came last month. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only checking in the game once a week, but I have to say the last star path, which is an event in game that you can do to earn prizes and cool things. And you use some of the, in, uh, you use some of the in-game currency that is uh, premium, premium mm-hmm. currency. Yeah. And you use that to unlock a superstar path or a super duper star path. But honestly, super duper does not unlock anything special. So it just gives you but, access to more jobs to do at the same time. Yeah. So, I mean, no, you you get that at superstar path. The the quote unquote middle ground one. Oh, you I didn't get realize both there were three. I've only seen yeah. two. Yeah. The third one gives you like an extra buffer of of star path coins so you can like quote unquote finish sooner but the amount of coins it gives you you end up losing so much premium currency over that the math just doesn't check out for me gotcha so um this last one was time gated left right and center man it was a slog Mm -hmm. it was like easily over a third of the events were like Talk to this person every day for three days or pick this many flowers with Wally. But, ah, they don't, they they have to be this kind of flowers or this color and they don't grow back very quickly. So you're going to be checking all week. There are only two green flowers in this game (laughs) and they want you to pick 30 green flowers. Mm Mm-hmm. With Wally. (laughs) You can't forget Wally. Nope. He, but you also got to hang out with a lion for two hours. Yep. Wally was integral to like probably mm-hmm. 30% of the tasks in this one. Yeah. And I don't mind because Wally's adorable. But yep. when I've also got to hang out with some various lions and be catching fish. Yeah. I had, and... had to hang out with all three of them, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it. It was a lot. It was a lot to do. And it um, was a slog. It was not fun this go round and the prizes were just kind of meh for for what this slog felt like you know yeah you have to be really into some of the newer pixar stuff in order to really like a lot of it like i will say the two ran red panda sculptures and then the the little tiny cherry trees those are pretty cool i like those um stealth mission buzz is just insanely funny to me because he's so super bright and sparkly. It's mm-hmm. like you can't miss him now. And that's a stealth armor. What's going yeah. on with that? It's just dark. Yeah, exactly. He's um, the terror that flaps in the night. The inside out wall was pretty cool, though. I, I thought that was neat. The hairs that they gave us, the new wigs were. Yeah, those are all from Elemental. At first. I didn't get it at first. Like the cloud pompadour was the first one you earn. I'm like, okay, put it on. <laughs> went, wow. Took it off when I'm not wearing that. The water yeah. hair was my favorite. Yeah, it's pretty, it's cool looking. It is. But I mean, the thing is, is like that, came, that star path came out before the movie came out. So it was really not recognizable. And mm-hmm. to be fair, the movie kind of bombed. And like, I'm a huge Pixar fan. I haven't had a chance to see it yet. And I really want to, I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to see it in the theater. Yeah. But like, it was very heavy on the current movie and I'm like, "Eh, Mm -hmm. maybe not the way to go, but you know, I get it. You want to strike while the iron's hot and timing. And this, this is basically a game that is also an ad vehicle for their products. Yeah, exactly. 
we're going to have to put up with the new hotness, whatever they think it's going to be or whatever they're going to push on us. And we're going to get that before we get like Bell and who's Gaston. been in like the promo art and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny when you look at some of the like the pictures that you've unlocked and it's like characters that aren't in the game yet. But it's like, hey, she should be here. What's going on with this? Or like we have this entirely huge chunk of like Cinderella um furniture and stuff and we just got the fairy godmother and mm-hmm. i mean cinderella's not even here so it's just it's kind of funny how they're doing some of this stuff i'm like I'm yeah. okay with it yeah it's like they 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 had this initial plan set and then once the game launched they went you know we should just be pushing our new stuff and all the artists are like okay <laughs> yeah exactly it's like um when Gosh, I don't know. Uh, bon Jovi is out touring with a new album and everyone just wants the hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why I chose Bon Jovi. <laughs> it's the first name that came to mind for some reason. Anyways. but Ben's uh, in a Bon Jovi mood, folks. You yeah, heard it here. Exactly. But I mean, overall, though, again, it, it's still a good game to just kind of go and veg for a while. Like, you know, I let my my town or my valley get completely overrun with like night thorns and, and stuff. And then. Which like, is totally a pop. opposing to what the game wants but then it's like you have to clear 40 these 40 of these in one go go and it's like it's like i leave them there for the star paths because you need to clean a whole bunch of them so it's like okay we can do this now but the characters Um, are like wow these thorns are causing us so many problems it's like yeah sucks huh wait till the star path though then the place will be clean again mm mm-hmm but uh, it is always good to just kind of go around and try to find the, the chests that spawn every day because, you know, that's how you get your premium currency. That's how you get some mm-hmm. gold. Sometimes you get items or clothing or whatever. So, I do you know, they need to fix those chests, though, because it's like, this is brand new. It's like, no, I don't. No, it's not. It's like, I, I had already that have shirt that shirt since forever. Yeah. Yeah. This is like the first sweater I got in the game, man. Exactly. It's like, no, it's new. No, it's not. Did you take away my sweater game? Is this your way of telling me you took my sweater that I don't wear because it's summer here? And the thought of putting my character, digital or not, in a sweater just seems like it's against the Geneva Convention. Is that what you're telling me? Is you are stealing my sweaters? I do still wish that the the Moana dress that you get was the original colors that it was. Yeah, it was so nice. It's so much better. So much. Uh, it's but. a whole war in the Discord, Ben. It's a whole thing in the Discord. Oh, wow, really? People love the new one? Some people freaking love the new one, hated the old one. And the ones who, they're like, we just want the option to have it in the game back. And then there are some people who are so opposed to even that idea. And it's like, it's like why not you just don't have both? to wear it. Yeah, give both. Let everybody be happy. Yeah. But yeah, still overall, I'm I'm still enjoying the game though. It's it's a good. This last zone. one was a slog. I'm hoping that it does not take after this, but I'm afraid it will. You know, there's somebody somewhere looking at random made up metrics and is like, oh, player retention's up. It's like, no, what you're doing is you're making me less likely to want to play your game. Did you get a survey in the email to fill out? No, I did. It was not not about the star path, but the, about the previous one. And uh, I one of the first comments that I put in there was that time gated like star path tasks are the worst and gave a description of like, I only have a certain amount of time that I can play. These are making it very hard to complete the things that I want to do. But like, you know, giving good constructive reasons mm-hmm. for it. So good. 
who knows? Maybe the next star path might have. Maybe they're listening here. I doubt it. Ben, you doubt everything. We could have hardcore Disney Dreamlight um, coders from Gameloft listening to us and actually caring what we have to say. But no, you have to be all dismissive and like, uh, probably not because we only have like six listeners, Aludra. Well, you know what? They could be among our six listeners. Nah, it's fine. Some days you're the worst. I know, but, uh, some you know, some days day, you're the worst. Some days you are. We have to trade spots sometimes. That's how this goes. Yes. Wait, are you calling me the worst right now? No. Really I'm, bad? No, because really? right now I'm the worst. You, you said it yourself. You said I'm the worst. <laughs> I see. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're backing out quick, man. He's used to this game, everybody. All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Bigger, better, bolder, less squabbly things, Ben. Yes. I fired up an old game. Really missed. How's missed going for you? I actually really suck at that game, so I don't play it very well because I'm like, no, I'm too dumb for puzzles and this makes me feel dumb. (laughs) Well, then what game did you boot up? I booted up Skyrim because it is fishing now. What? They are still updating Skyrim. Not only are they still updating Skyrim, people are still making brand new mods for it every single day. So are you able to fish up Randy Savage yet? I, you know, I haven't looked into the fish (laughs) themselves mods, honestly. Uh, So I'm sure you can. I hope so. That's still one of the best dragon mods to that game. Ben, you ever want to cringe real hard? No. Boot up Skyrim and look at the mods you used to have uploaded on that thing. You know, I never did any mods. Really? Yeah. I had to for quality of life. Like, seriously, I don't need salt. I don't eat that much salt as a modern human being with all my <laughs> adulterated foods. There is no way I need 50,000 bowls of salt just to make some freaking roasted venison. Okay. It's not salted or cured venison. It's roasted venison. I don't need an entire bowl of salt for that. You know, okay. I have a Skyrim confession to make. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've, I've owned the game. I've played the game. Yeah. But I barely touched the game. Like there's so little that I've done. So, you know how you're supposed to like go to the mountain to get your first like dragon shout or whatever, or your second one or whatever. I I haven't done that yet. That I stopped before I got there. I, you know, was exploring along the way and then I just kind of stopped playing the game. That's fine. Not for you. Yeah. No, the game is great. And I, I enjoyed it. I just, something just, stopped. I don't know if like another shiny game came out or something or, or whatever, but I just, I looked at him like, Oh, I'm never playing that again. I don't know why. Cause I was enjoying it when I was playing it and I was being everybody's favorite class, which is stealthy archer. So, you know, obviously I was playing it the right way. I just mm-hmm. don't know why I stopped. Cause it really wasn't for you. It was ticking boxes, but it wasn't, it wasn't, scratching an itch if it was scratching an itch you'd be in there you know i guess maybe it's it's too open world it is pretty open world so i'm not really care so at first i only did one quest because i wanted to play a fisherman and so this is skyrim it's open world 
So I had to escape, and then they're like, "Can you just tell the nearby Jarl about this this dragon thing going on?" And I went, "Yeah, I'll do that because I'm a nice person." Oh yeah, and nobody deserves to be blindsided by this. So then he goes, "Will you go here?" And I went, "Nope, I'm a fisherman," and walked right out. <laughs> and I walked to Riften from from uh, the first city that where the dragon hold is and all that. Mm-hmm. And I walked to Riften, which was all the way across the map and up some mountains. And and just so you know, when they summoned me the first time to. Uh, to the mountain to talk to the graybeards and all that. So apparently there's a path with like a thousand steps or something you're supposed to take. No, I scaled the side of that <laughs> cliff. So none of this is new to me. So I'm, I'm just walking to, to Riften and I get the fish and stuff. And then I realized something, Ben, Ben, Skyrim is unplayable. If you do not own a house, because oh, really? you need to store things in this game. <laughs> Okay, I have 22 salmon fillets in my pocket, Ben. What am I supposed to do with that? I've I've got to find enough salt to cook them with. You got to get the unencumbered mod. There you go. Then you can hold everything. Then it's not in nice order because I have this like whole organizing system of what goes where in Bree's home. It's beautiful. So then I had to, oh, so I go back and I go, fine, I'll do your damn quest. And he goes, okay, so here's the quest. Now I need you to go kill a thing in this cave. So I go and I kill the thing in the cave and the cave keeps going. So I've got to keep going because the marker didn't say you're done yet. And so (laughs) I'm going through the cave and I get done and I'm like, all right, I'm done. I have 2000 gold. I can buy a house. And the game went, nope. House is five. Oh. But for seven, you can have a nicer house. And I went, oh. So I went fishing <laughs> because fishing. Well, hey, you know what? If there's anything about you I know, like anything at all, like if someone came up to me, gun to my head, and said, Tell me something about Aludra, I'd be all, She likes to fish and farm in games. Yeah. So I was fishing in the game. And I found a cave and I'm like, ah, it's here. I'm here. I need about a thousand more gold. There's got to be a thousand gold in there. Yeah, there was a thousand gold in there. All right. Oh, nice. But yeah. And so I was like all happy and excited. I'm like, I'm going to do a thing. And I I bought the house. I bought the cheaper one. So that way I could afford to buy, you know, dressers for inside it and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To put all the fish. Would you? Yes. The fish need their organization too. They they live in a drawer. And so <laughs> my fish live in a drawer. And so we I was still playing and they're like my minion two comes up. He's like, What are you doing? Because I was actually stealth archering it. He's like, I thought you were a fisherman. I'm like, I am a fisherman, but I need to be able to afford real estate. In the, and in this market, you need to be, like, be an adventurer to be able to afford any real real estate. So now I'm an adventurer, too. And he's like, yeah. Dang, economy gets you no matter where you go. <laughs> I mean, could you just kill someone and then use their house to store stuff in until you had you were able no. to sell stuff? I don't know. No. Oh. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah, so... I'm like, all right. And then, okay, Skyrim hits differently now because mm-hmm. you're running around. And, you know, before it was like, go Stormcloaks. Yeah. 
Now they're running around these storm cloaks and they yell, Skyrim is for the Nords. And I go, Oh no. <laughs> oh no. They're like, Yeah, we want to get all the non Nords out of Skyrim. Oh, and I'm like, no. Oh no. And that's when you I start can't... fighting the storm cloaks. That's when you decide to join the the Imperials because Skyrim is for the Nords hits differently. Yeah. That many years later. Yeah, like the alchemist lady I, I, I talked to all the time. She's like, they want me out of here. The Nords, those dang, dang stormcloaks want me out. I've lived here for 10 years. 10 years. My whole life is here. And they want me out. She's like, I do a lot of good here. Yeah. Some people don't seem to understand that, uh, you know, different things like that, you know, diversity, it's a good thing, especially in this, the, the Nords. They need to learn that lesson. Yeah. I was like, how'd I overlook this previously? I don't know how I overlooked it, but I can't anymore. <laughs> That's good. My rim is for the Nords. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I, d I don't need this rhetoric. And then that guy who's yelling in, in the town square, he's always been obnoxious, but now he's like, I'm like, okay, yeah. Uh, Thrax walks by when I was playing. He's like, ah, oh, the sounds of Skyrim. I'm like, I'm joining the Imperial Army and he's not going to be able to yell here anymore. He's like, what? I'm like, this man's hate mongering. <laughs> he's hate mongering in the middle of town. And I know it used to be annoying, but... After everything, it just feels like a big oh no. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I'm like, yeah. That's amazing. Viewpoints changing over time. Uh -huh. The game that spouts kind of really bad stuff. I mean, the thing is, is when they created, they had to know that it was a bad thing then. But yeah, it just didn't yeah, hit so hard. It was part of the conflict, you know, like. Skyrim's for the Nords, but we also want religious freedom. And it's like, yeah, you should have religious freedom, but can you can we cut the racist part out of this? And they're like, no. It's like, well, and then the Imperials are like, problem. we're taking away your religion. And I was like, I have a problem with you taking away their belief system. They've had this belief system for ages, and they're like, yeah, but they're being racist. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. That's funny. So, yeah, you're, uh, I find I'm less patient with fantasy racism now. Mm -hmm. I'm with you on that. But um, so talking about Skyrim and me coming to the realization that maybe it's too open world, that totally makes me realize why I don't give a crap about Tears of the Kingdom, which, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like, you know, I, I played Breath of the Wild and it's like, okay. The thing that finally got me to play Breath of the Wild was when I, after I played Link's Awakening, I wanted more Zelda. Mm -hmm. And that was the only one I didn't play. And so now I'm just kind of like, gosh, I, I, I mean, you know, the little mini temples were okay. There's yeah. barely any story to it. You know, the, the actual like mythical beast temples were cool to do, but it just wasn't enough. And yeah. Now Tears of the Kingdom's out, and all I see are people like, you know, they create vehicles and do all these things and all this stuff. I'm like, I don't really want to play Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's not really what Even I want. Even then, Banjo and Kazooie had a lot of rails. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, you play, 
people play various games for different reasons and there's nothing wrong with a game not being for you we, we've gone over this yeah oh, but no, it kind of sucks and is disappointing when it's so not for you yeah and and i mean the thing is is like obviously i really like storied games you know action mm-hmm. adventure stuff like that and you know i would i would love a, a zelda that's like the previous zeldas but at the same time i've got skyward sword that i still haven't played because i hate the motion controls so it's like i can't win either way come on nintendo give me a good old-fashioned zelda game which they'll never make again because breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom sold so well yeah so like my my next big hope is that they actually come out with a metroid game on the switch and it's you know cool and like metroid prime because mm-hmm. I mean, the other Metroid game that came out, it was really cool and I loved it. But yeah, a, a new Prime game, oh, that would be just perfect. I would love to play another one of those. But I guess I just have to get the original Metroid Prime because that's available on Switch. And yeah. you know, Nintendo, if they're anything, they they're just constantly reselling me my nostalgia. Yes, yes, they are. They have found the market there, and mm-hmm. it's us. Yeah, although that new Super Mario game is going to be great because Mario can turn into an elephant. I didn't see that. I saw yeah. the movie, though. Yeah, new new uh, side-scrolling Mario game coming out. Um, hold on. I have it. I didn't see down. the Nintendo Direct. I didn't either. I just randomly saw it online somewhere. It is coming out. Oh, well, that's not going to get played because it's coming out the same day as Spider-Man 2. So I'll be swinging through the city instead. Although I mean, the remake of Super Mario RPG is coming out November 17th and I never played that. So I am going to pick that one up. Yeah, I've never played it either. I've always been really curious. So I'm I'm excited for a chance to play it. Same here. Yeah. But um, anyway, so moving on from things that are like, you know, kind of fun, but frustrating at times. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a fisherman. I have a magic hat. Oh, no, I'm talking about Tears of the Kingdom moving forward from that. But anyways, hmm. um. There's a really stupid show on Fox that I started watching. Well, technically it's on Hulu for me because I don't have normal TV. Um, Have you heard of Stars on Mars? No. Okay. One. Is it like that Aqua song coming back from Mars? Probably not. Here's the thing. I'm going to tell you about something. And I want you to tell me if like little kid you or even current you sounds like this would be something so super fun and cool to do. Basically, there's a a reality show out there. And yeah, it's a reality show. So take that with a grain of salt. But the concept is a bowl of salt of the numerous ones I need in Skyrim. Exactly. Exactly. Now, um, so the concept is is that they're simulating life on Mars. They have a hab. They have, uh, you know, like uh, food rations, air rations, water, you know, all that stuff, everything going on. You walk outside and need to put on a spacesuit. There's tasks that you need to do stuff like that. So they're simulating this whole thing of like, Hey, you're on Mars. It looks like it'd be really fun because I would love to like pretend that I'm on Mars on a mission for, you know, NASA or whatever. I think it'd be just really cool. So here's the thing. There's stars that are on Mars. So like TV stars and athletes and stuff like that. So they have a whole bunch of them all living together in this hab that's, you know, quote unquote on Mars. And then they have to go through and do certain tasks to maintain, you know, their, their, well, their lives. Hab? Uh, habitat. 
Okay, thank yeah, you. No problem. I'm sorry. I'm I'm going um uh the Martian vocabulary. Like they even call it like you know this is Soul One, Soul Two for like you know the different days and stuff. So like mm-hmm. they, you know they're like kind of in it, but you know obviously they all know they're not really on Mars and stuff. But yeah. Um, Could you imagine though if one guy was just totally gaslit into believing it? Oh my gosh, that would be so amazing. I got to tell you about jury duty on Prime after this. Then <laughs> I think I already did though. But uh, anyways, yeah. um. But it's okay. So there, there's a whole bunch of different people on there. Obviously um, it's hosted by William Shatner. He's not actually on Mars. He's just like, gives them all of their mission briefings and stuff, but it has uh, uh, like uh, um, football player, Marshall Lynch, Richard Sherman, um, as well as uh, Ariel winter, who is on uh, modern family um, as well as like Ronda Rousey. There's the figure skater, Adam uh, Rippon and uh, like oh, a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, um, Tallulah Willis is on, is on there. She's uh, Bruce Willis and Demi Moore's daughter. Um, so they're all, you know, doing their stuff and things that they need to do and everything. Um, also Lance Armstrong's on there. I just remember that cause I don't like him because of the show now. Well, and all the other crap that happened in his life beforehand. But anyways, um, so it's just this whole stupid concept of people pretending they're on Mars doing stuff. And I'm just eating it up because I would love to do that. And I think it'd be a really fun thing to do with people that, you know, that's all. It's a horrible show. No one should watch mm-hmm. it, but I am. I'm going to be honest, is being stuck in the vacuum of space on uh, not my home planet sounds nightmarish. Oh, no, I don't want to do it for real. Uh, That sounds awful. So I'd probably watch it for a bit for morbid curiosity. But then as it got more game showy and reality, I'd probably be out. Oh, yeah. I am. I would not be surprised, but no, yeah. like, like I said, actually really doing it. No, I don't really want to do it, but d- doing the whole play pretend thing. Like I would totally do that. I think that would be awesome. I, w- I would enjoy it. I- I'm afraid it'd just give me a panic attack and I'd curl up and just not move. Yeah. Cause I mean, they do have alarms going off all the time <laughs> for like, Oh no, you're running out of air. You've got to fix this and do that and stuff. And Oh no, there's a fire in the, the, the garden area and, or in the greenhouse. And like, there's all these things that are like contrived and happen every single time. See, I can do that with a computer screen again between me and the problem. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure I could like live with the reality of, oh, God, is the greenhouse going to catch on fire because the irrigation's shut down because we're out of water <laughs> trinkets. Yeah, I could see that. But yeah, like I said, overall, it's a really stupid show, but I am oh, enjoying yeah, the heck out of it. Oh, yeah, it sounds ridiculous. I can't is. wait to hear more about it later. I really can't. But yeah, that, you couldn't sign me up for that sort of thing, you know? Not even I mean, play pretend? No, because first off, I have I have a lot of physical limitations. I have to live my life around. Yeah. And that sounds kind of like it's basically pioneer living. Right. And I'm not yeah, like little. healthy enough for pi- I can't do hauling. Oh, I can't well, be on my feet for too long. Let me put even, it this way. Even I'm then, not in the shape for it either. I'm just talking about the idea of it. I know. I know. But even then. I like air conditioning, Ben. I'm sorry. Well, there's air conditioning in the habitat that they live in. Unless it catches fire in the middle of the night and then you got to be up. That's only a section. It closes off the section that's caught on fire. Yeah, no, I don't think I'd even be down for playing pretend is what I'm getting at. I like 
creature comforts and i'm not ashamed of liking my creature comforts you know yeah, i like wrong with that at all. not waking up to an air raid siren sound <laughs> call me crazy okay you're not wrong on that either <laughs> but yeah i mean check it out it's stupid but it's kind of fun so mm -hmm. that's all yeah um, no I, I i enjoy fun but yeah no I'm, I'm not the type of girl who'd sign up for that even as a teenager I, I like oh, as a teenager, I totally wouldn't because, you know, that's not the your awkward years. Not the time to be in a place with a whole bunch of random people. But yeah, like, no, like but I, I always mean, wanted to do like space camp and stuff like that mm -hmm, growing up. And mm -hmm. like that's the, the the appeal and stuff for me. Oh, yeah. No, I see the appeal. I really genuinely see the appeal. But it's like I've learned a lot about myself in the decades on this planet that I've been alive, mm -hmm. you know, and and one of them is no, I'll be miserable and whining the whole time. <laughs> and then you'll just get voted out the first day. No worries. Exactly. And nobody wants to be the first one off. Then you'll be miserable and whine about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It like you said, check it out if you can. It's so stupid. Yeah. So, no, so it sounds ridiculous and but it sounds fun. Yeah. But you know, in a way that I want to be distant from that event, you know? I don't blame you. Uh, when, when they had to go into cave systems and, and find the the alien fungus and then burn it, that was a pretty cool mission. Oh, I'm sure. That sounds like <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah, they had flamethrowers and everything. It was awesome. Yeah. If it was in a video game, I'd be all over it, but... Yeah. No, today you're eating sludge because the food extruder didn't extrude good food. <laughs> Sounds like miser misery, absolute misery. And, you know, X amount of water. Excuse me, I want to sit in a bathtub for like three hours and maybe I won't reheat the water. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, no, they are totally quote unquote rationing. They're so yeah. hot. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, it's so funny. The day that uh, like they, they lost water. Um, because they had to go and extract extract water from something else. It it it's stupid, but mm -hmm. um, like they're showing everybody like I'm gonna you know wash this bowl or whatever. Turns on the water, walks away for ten minutes, walks back and like puts the bowl under and and washes it and stuff and sets it aside and is talking to someone while the water's still going. And it's like you're supposed to be rationing people. What's wrong with you? I live in SoCal. I know all about water rationing. That ain't it. Yeah, and a lot of these people are from SoCal, which shows you how entitled they are in this experiment. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I will say, I did watch something else that I was actually kind of surprised about. Um, it was a movie that came out, I think, sometime last year or whatever, but it was like, it, it had to be super quiet, like barely any marketing, anything like that. And uh, before I say anything, this is rated R, so... If, if you you know want to watch it with little kids, don't recommend it. Um, but it's called. Deadpool. Well, I mean that's a good movie, definitely to watch. But uh, no, this one's called Three Thousand Years of Longing. It's it's currently on Prime, so if you have uh, you know Prime Video right now, you can watch it. And it stars Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton. It's this really interesting and creative, like imaginative movie. So Tilda Swinton is a writer, and she's going to speak about. Um, you know, like, uh, fiction and stuff like that, some symposium and I forget what country she's in. Um, and then she, you know, is just kind of like walking around shops and she finds a little glass bottle because she collects them. And the, the, the person, her friend that she, that she's with, um, you know, tries to get her to buy something more extravagant or whatever, but this one's kind of unique and curved and bent and, you know, kind of weird looking. 
So she buys it, takes it back to her hotel room, is kind of watching it in the sink and everything, and then pops it open. And all of a sudden, smoke starts billowing out. And, you know, the entire room fills with this giant. And it's Idris Alba, and he's a genie. And okay, now there's a nice lamp right there. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, but it it's really neat because, you know, they, they kind of start talking back and forth and everything. And there's the whole idea that first she needs to <laughs> figure out if he's actually real or not. And then they start talking about like the wishes and how she's like, you know, in all all the stories everywhere genies always trick you they do this and like you know they've got this really great just back and forth talking about wishes genies tricks traps things like that and then she starts to get to know him and you know uh he mentions that he's been trapped three times in his life and the story is about like him and the people that he you know who originally kind of freed him and talked to him and got wishes from him and stuff and it's this really just interesting story just going through the years of like you know th th well probably say i don't know three thousand years um of like you know stories and and the people that he's talked to and encountered and gave wishes to and like how he's fallen in love and and they have too and everything and then it 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 ends up with her finally making like her first wish and it just it's a really great story. I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. It's very, you know, just imaginative and just so full of fantasy and just neat stuff. So I really recommend it. It's something that, like I said, I I think I remember seeing like a preview like maybe once sometime and it just totally like flew off my radar until I just saw it randomly on Prime. I'm like, oh, yeah, isn't this about a genie? And I hit play and i'm just like genies are so good. cool and i i love like the original middle eastern lore around them mm -hmm. and such oh yeah and and like how you have to use your third wish to re-bottle them and how they will do anything but they will try to kill you in the process of doing it and mm -hmm. stuff and yeah genies are only after their freedom but they're like low-level devils so they're also really evil and this is their punishment is having to serve mankind and stuff. So yeah. yeah. So I love like it. having her know all of that information while trying to figure out what to do with him and stuff, it just adds a level to it that you don't get in a lot of like, you know, like say Aladdin or like, you know, these other like genie stories, because usually the story is to teach the lesson as opposed to, Oh no, I know the lesson. But mm -hmm. This is how I'm actually going to react. Yeah. And I mean, the visuals on it are great. Um, you know, it, it, when they have, you know, the, the 3000 years ago, you know, the first time he, he appears and stuff, it's, it's definitely like this, this beautiful middle Eastern, like, you know, um, scenes and buildings and costumes and everything. And it's just overall just so cool. Like I was, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. And I mean, you know, it's, it's not the most, you know, Ben's wheelhouse kind of thing, but it is at the same time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just, again, 3000 years of longing on prime rated R. I recommend it. It's, it's pretty cool. Cool. That's my cat. Not yours. I wasn't sure if it was yours. <laughs> <or mine. laughs> Cause sometimes he'll wake up and he'll meow at me and he, he gives the most gravelly plaintive meows when he first wakes up. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, and no, and he does it on purpose. No, that was Battle Kitty. She was walking out of the bathroom. So, 
but yeah, anyways, so, uh, yeah, that, that's my, uh, my interesting fantasy story that I thought I'd share. Well, Ben, I also saw a movie. It was the Mario movie. It was better than I thought I'd be. It was super fun. Jack Black is a national treasure. Watch it for Jack Black and for a princess peach that doesn't need no saving. That's good. That's really good. So she wasn't kidnapped. Like that's the entire story of the game. Or no, the no, it's, it, it, you know, it's not. It's really, really good. There's so many little Easter eggs in it, Ben. So many Easter eggs. Well, that's Go see good. it. It's really great. They even had like flashbacks with baby Mario. Oh, I love baby Mario. Mm-hmm. Except when he cries. That's the worst sound in the world. It's supposed to be. Yeah. But no, it was, it was a really good movie. It was better than I thought it'd be. Uh, very fun. Just, I enjoyed it. It is also streaming somewhere. Oh, good. I think on Amazon. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's definitely out to rent digitally all over the place, too. Yeah, definitely. So, But we, we got uh, a rental, and we watched it, and it was fun. It was so fun. Oh, cool. I'm going to have to check that out. You're going to have to. It's really great. And we just found out Minion 2 has never seen the Super Mario Bros. movie. What? Yes. You know, fun fact, Uh my best friend from high school is in that movie. No way. Yes. Um, So... At the very end, when it's the newscaster like guy, uh-huh. and then there's a big crowd behind him and stuff, um, my 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 friend is the guy, like you know, the kid jumping up and down behind him, like trying to wave and stuff. It's oh totally my god, him. that's so, that's that's adorable. That's so adorable. Yeah, I I still find it funny that he's in there, and yeah. I saw that movie before I even knew him. Nice. Oh my gosh, I I can believe that that minion hasn't ever seen that. Because it is, it's an it's, awful movie. It's bad. Like there's so many good movies you want to show your kids too. Yeah, yeah. There's so many good things you want to show them. They, see, the thing is, is he's at the age where he can appreciate the badness of it. Like before now, that's when you don't show them the bad yeah. movies because you know you, yeah. you got to get to the point where they appreciate like Mystery Science Theater three thousand and stuff like that, which he he loves. So mm-hmm. and then we for years we've we've basically during a movie. Thrax has to sit away from us a bit if it's a new movie because we will talk. And we will, we don't mean, we didn't know we were doing it till later, but it's like we're doing mystery science theater on our own. And it's just how we tend to enjoy movies. Mm -hmm. And not Thrax, he has to see it five times first before he can join in. So, yeah. Maybe three, maybe three, but. Yeah, depending on the movie, it's like I need to take this in because I am loving every single second of it versus, oh, it's going to be one of those. <laughs> no, so, even the ones we like, we we just, yeah, we're, we're insufferable, I guess. So eh, that's OK. It's, it's one of the fun things about you. Yeah, so go watch it, guys. It's a fun movie. It was way better than I thought it'd be. Yeah, I mean when you think about it, it's like, okay, well, Mario doesn't really have much of a story. So mm-hmm. how can you really make a movie of it? But good. I'm glad. I'm very glad, especially yeah. after the, the controversial choice of, of uh, casting Chris Pratt as Mario. 
Yeah, he did a pretty good job. He wasn't the voice, but yeah. But I, I did hear that Jack Black really does steal it, and his voice work is actually really good too. Okay, so you know how in Jumanji, Jack Black just stole that whole movie in oh, front yeah. of everybody. Oh, he yeah. like picked up the whole movie, put it in his pocket, and walked away. No one stopped him. Yeah, he did that again. Okay, I can see that. You know, fun fact: this is the second Jumanji reference in two days that I've made on a podcast. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, yesterday on DN Discussions, we were talking about the the new uh, uh, Player's Handbook uh, Unearthed Arcana stuff, and we talked about the uh, the dancer subclass for Bard and how it has dance fighting. The best monk class to come out of Wizards in years, and it's a <laughs> Bard class. It's brilliant. I freaking love it, and if I had taken Norm in a different way, I'd be all over this. Oh, yeah, it'd be great. Absolutely great. Speaking of D&D, though, yeah, we got a chance to play a couple times. Yeah, we did, actually, which is nice because summer is so hard, Ben. Yes, like, it is. Not just because of the heat, but because the family obligations and stuff, it just These really piles up. in summer. Like, mm -hmm. June was insane. July is halfway insane. August is already getting filled up. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. But we yeah, found some time so to play. And yes. I am glad we did. Um, since our last episode, I think that you had gotten your cool armor. Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. I got, we talked about my cool armor event and how I now have an armor that is cool. But then, then we had like a week, a quote unquote week of downtime, which was like a month of downtime in real life. <laughs> yes. And it's like. I realized, oh, okay, yeah, the paladin walking around with a sword, no big deal. The uh, the cleric walking around with a mace at his hip, no big deal. Barden half plate. Yeah, suddenly, suddenly, it's it's kind of a big deal because your cool thing isn't so compact, and you know. Well, I mean, technically, you were wearing half plate before. Uh, no, 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 I was, but not around town. Yeah, but it's true. Do I put it in our safe where you need three of us to open it at any given time? No, that sounds like a pain in the butt to get in and out of. But it's supposed to be a pain in the butt to get in and out of. That's a point of a safe. Exactly. Yeah, I although I will say I I'm really happy for it. I can't wait for you to use it more. That's all I can say on that. But overall, we did have a lot of fun at our uh, uh, during our downtime. Yeah. And. Uh, the fun stuff happened. You, uh, your character got random presents. Mm -hmm. First time they've ever gotten presents. It was like, yeah, like a Jehovah's witness finally getting presents for their birthday. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was so fun. So yeah, I, I was, some of my backstory came out mostly because now's the time to tell it is during your big backstory part. Mm -hmm. And so during your arc, so, you know, I let the characters in on some enormous sad things, but something that just came up that I didn't think mattered was, Norm's never gotten a gift. Yeah. Which was randomly surprising during our just fun little Christmas adventure. Yeah. So one of the other characters went, oh, okay. Well, then you are, you're suddenly having your own Hanukkah. Yes, that's right. Eight crazy nights of gifts for more. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is too, is like, I was talking to the player beforehand. I'm like, okay, well, you know, what are some of the things that you want to give? And, um, she came up with all of them on her own. 
um, like the or or the idea of them, and then I would create mm-hmm. something actually in D and D Beyond to to give you like like your uh, uh, spotlight thing. Like that was something like that was her idea. I just took it and then molded it into the thing that it is. Your uh, performance drift globe, I think, or something like that. I forget what I called it, but yeah. So so now you have your very own spotlight to change colors and move around mm-hmm. and do stuff and everything. Um, yep, and I have this wicked cool feather, you guys, because Norm, she, I don't know why she she's ended up with this feather collection, but yeah, she has a feather collection not? now. Yeah. So yeah, it's like multicolored rainbow. It's like an LED feather that she hung up uh, over her. Uh, headboard because mm-hmm. what else do you do with an led fe- feather you hang it up over your bed yeah exactly that's the cool mm-hmm. uh but then yeah so everybody was able to kind of take care of some errands and everybody wanted to hang out with you and, and go and and uh you know be pa- be patrons to orphanages and stuff based yeah, off of the, yeah which the, is cute the quest that just happened which is really cool i think yeah, yeah, it was really cute. You know, I, I got a message like just before the game. Hey, do you mind if we hung out? I'm like, no, man, we could have hung out. We could do whatever you want. Okay, thanks. And then during the game, everybody's like, so we hung out. I'm like, yes, we did because I'm a bard and I'm not gonna. But I'm I'm not joking, Ben. Ben, my next character is going to be an introvert. My next character is going to be the biggest introvert because I love bards, man. I love. I love the character control and, you know, the, the battlefield tactics. Mm-hmm. You get to love all that to death. They are social freaking butterflies, though. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm playing one now. I get it. And realizing that you're, I mean, depending on who's in your party, you're sometimes the de facto leader for at least mm-hmm. conversations and stuff, depending on where you go. And like... In plus five, I feel like I have to take the initiative a lot of the time. And uh, like, I don't want to make it the Ben show because I'm not trying to. But at the same time, it's like I also need to perform and, you know, kind of move things forward. So, yeah, yeah. Because if you're in a group of people who doesn't want to RP like stuff and you're always taking the lead, you kind of feel like you're a spotlight hog. But then at the same time, no one else is stepping up. So, so yeah. is it are you really the problem? No, you're not the problem. Yeah, trust yeah. me. I battle with that all the time. Yeah. We're just really lucky that for our group they've like the RP has grown so much over the years mm-hmm. that I'm I'm so happy with where it is and it's great. But still, you know, like starting and initiating it but then having people just jump in and and go along with it has become such a joy. Like I'm I'm loving that so much with our group. But uh, anyway, so uh, everybody did stuff. They kind of did their, their chores. And then at the end of the week, it was Dragon's Day, mm-hmm. celebrating the dragon that created the city that made it out of clouds. And yep. that's when everybody failed the the hot wing eating contest, which was really, really fun. I can't eat in front of a crowd, everybody. Okay. <laughs> I always roll a now one to start and choke on my first bite. Yeah, the pie eating contest didn't go too well at the 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 Coralon Festival like a couple months back, and the 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 dragon wing eating contest did not work well. No one in our party actually won that one, which is like, yeah, kind of actually surprising. I, th- I thought that uh, we'd be doing a little better, but the rolls just weren't with us. And our big con roller, she didn't want to play. Yeah, if she was sitting one between everybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> that would have been great. Um, however, the cake decorating contest was pretty good. 
Uh, you almost won. You were like, I rolled a point. nat 20 with a freaking plus 15 to performance and still didn't win, you guys. Yeah, you lost by is one or two points, something like that. Yeah, it was some stupid amount of points. And yeah, it's because, okay, so we had to roll for idea and then roll for how well we executed. Now, I executed the worst idea perfectly. <laughs> so I so don't, good. I don't. I'm not really smarting about losing so much because the cake designed by the other person who did win, they actually had a really good idea and it, it came out better because it was a good idea. I ended up <laughs> making a picture or uh, a cake that looked like the head of the derpiest dragon in the universe. <laughs> and yeah, so I, I literally Googled derpy dragon and I said, this is what my cake looks like because I only rolled a five on my wisdom check to plan the cake. Now I had all the magical effects you guys could want, man. Special effects, lighting, fire breathing, the whole nine yards. But it still looked like a derpy dragon. A smudged dragon face. Yeah. You know, it was, oh, just that was fun. A very well executed cross-eyed dragon. Yep. And then uh, to end the day, there was a, a exhibition tournament between our paladin and then a challenger who won the entire tournament. And no one told him to go easy on it because it's just an exhibition match. And they fought to the death with both of them nearly dying many times. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, we're, we're sitting there thinking about it. It's like, yeah, you know, the, the, the people organizing it didn't really get, uh, get a chance to, to stop it and everything. But if you think about it, it only went like five rounds, which is 30 seconds. So this is like totally going insanely into this and stuff. It was a pretty good fight. And then some people from the crowd stopped them. And then the three of them just, plane shifted out of there at the end and it was definitely some sort of personal fight so that it it was interesting yeah it was a big deal and you were trying to give out subtle hints but we hadn't played in a month so the subtle hints kind of just whoop, but gone everybody picked it up on the next session when you guys were talking about it more yeah so I was really happy about that. I was still playing dumb, though. I know. And I was so happy that everybody else is picking it up, though. Um, yeah. But the next session was great because you started on your next adventure. Mm -hmm. uh, you're, you guys are going to try to get the Sorcerer's Artifact We went to H-E Double Hockey Sticks, mm -hmm. everybody. Yep. You went to the City of Dis, which is on the second level of Heck. And mm -hmm. that's when you just stole the entire show and shined like no one else. <laughs> yeah, you guys, I gave a guy a glare and he stepped back. It was so cool. Was I'm glad the power didn't let me. <laughs> it was so good. But there was another no. thing you did. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I picked up the spell. If you are a bard or a wizard and your team is camping a lot, there is a spell you get at seventh level or have the option of picking up. It is the spell. It makes you everybody's best friend. And I don't mean friendship because I've had that for ages. Mm -hmm. I exploit it all the time. No, no, no. The spell is Marvelous Mansion. It is such a great spell. I have been working on this Marvelous Mansion on the sidelines since campaign. Since we decided this was going to be a campaign. I've been trying to get clues on what everybody likes. And some of it's fairly obvious. They go, showers. Showers are my hobby. <laughs> I 
cannot end the day without taking a shower. So I'm like, great. And I build this magnificent bathroom with like six shower heads and a waterfall slash rainfall shower head at the top. And, you know, gorgeous, every amenity shower. And it's like, yay, perfect, wonderful. And then there's everyone else in our party. Who don't talk a whole lot about things that are creature comforts for them. They do not. I added in. They don't listen. They're never going to know. I added in spur of the moment, a hammock in our sorcerer's room. And it turns out that's his favorite thing. Favorite Mm -hmm. thing. Hammock. And I was like, oh, I'm really glad I just decided to make this massive hammock in your your room then. Because (laughs) it sounded like until then it was kind of a miss. No, it was good and, though because you had like a an, an outdoor theme to it and stuff. And this is our hermit who mm-hmm. spends a lot of time outdoors and stuff. So I mean, I I really think that that was you know so much more than a miss beforehand. It was like, like it was. It was, it was I was going there. for Tatooine, but modern. <laughs> yeah, modern luxurious Tatooine is what I was going for. But foresty. With, uh, yeah, yeah, but but living inside of a. a a cave that has been carved out and is smooth and nice and mm-hmm. pretty. And yes, so. I live there. Yeah. I mean, without the bugs, but I mean, and the moisture the mansion, farming. So of course. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely without the moisture farming. Cause I mean, it's odd enough here. I, I, I want a spring next door so I can get some water whenever I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then like for, uh, I actually floated this idea to our, uh, cleric, Sometime last year, I just mentioned, oh, we should design you a little prayer alcove outside, blah, 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 in the garden. And he went, no. (laughs) And I does everything privately in his room. And I went, you know what? No, you want this. You just don't realize you want this. So (laughs) I gave it to him. Outside this room. Do you see why I had to find that? Okay, so... He actually ended up going way further down the list, this cleric, than I wanted because I couldn't get the picture to copy paste from Google Docs to Discord to show everybody the photo. And I didn't want them to see how empty my notes were. Oh, yeah. So I had to re-Google it and I like typed in some like esoteric search like elven fantasy room just something (laughs) and it was in there and so i'm going through my history to find it and i'm not finding it so i'm panicking while i'm describing our uh sorcerer and rogues rooms until i find the photo just tucked away third page of some random i'm like thank goodness oh my gosh i need this picture because it's like the cornerstone of my descriptions is this photo (laughs) But the thing is, is that that photo really, really sold it and tied it together. And I mean, you were right in finding it. Yeah. Yeah. But you see why I had to find it, though, Mm because it was like it was too important to descriptions to not have it. So I threw it in. And then later the cleric was like, that photo was perfect. Yep. I went, oh, then it was worth the panic of finding it. Thank (laughs) God. So, Yeah. yeah, it's like. Very high elven architecture in this room was going on, except it it had a lot of metallic golds and bronzes. And I'm like, instead of that, it's all metallic greens. And there was like this wall of this massive bookshelf, which is really hilarious for my character design since she's illiterate. It's 
fun. But she's like, they like books. They need to have books everywhere. What's in the books? It's every story Norb knows. So that's why there are so many books, because she's a bard and she knows a lot of stories. But it's not helpful stuff. But it's also a really good touch. I think that that's neat. and adds just this personal flavor to it that mm-hmm. could only come from her. Yeah. Yeah, because I was like, there are going to be books everywhere because that's one of the few things she knows. And it's like, are they all going to be blank? That's really sad. Yeah, no. I'm like, no, it's just the stories that the bard knows. And Ben's like, it's a lot of fiction, you guys. It's a lot of fiction. She's not much for current events. I'm like, (laughs) nope. Exactly. So... Yeah, I built everybody a room. I, I don't know if Nevermore actually liked hers, but... I think so. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, like, both really gratifying to do this for somebody, you know, for your D- to make such a big gift for your D&D party, mm-hmm. but also it's so much pressure to do it at yeah. the same time because it's, like, the ultimate... Do you really know me, Test? Yeah, have you been paying attention to my character this whole time? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And so it's definitely a labor of love doing this, but it's also one of those things that's like, if you mess up, it's going to be obvious. So. Yeah, but you did a really great job and I know everybody appreciated it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but yeah, giant hammocks are cool. Definitely. They are really cool. So guys, giant hammocks, always good. Yeah, well. You know, as much as I wish that I could have a marvelous mansion right now, I am happy that we have these cardboard forts, these box forts, if you will. But our melting box forts. Exactly. I think it's about time that we put them on ice. Reconstruct them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it will be back and better than ever next episode. Yes, we will, you guys, because... The summer rush is dying down for us and we have our time back to ourselves. Thank goodness. Yes. And I cannot wait to tell you and fill you in on our two updates next time too. Mm -hmm. Because I have a story about batteries that isn't really that great, but I'm going to tease it now. Ooh, you guys teasers for the next episode. See if I even remember next episode. Yeah. If he doesn't, feel free to yell at him. You can find Ben to yell at him at where, Ben? Uh, Well, you can find me on Blue Sky on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Ben Bumhofer. Um, I also do a couple other shows. There's one called uh, DM Discussions, uh, which I actually mentioned earlier, uh, where Ryan and I talk about stuff from a DM and a player perspective. And then also I'm on Plus 5 to Hits. Uh, We are currently going through Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, and I just keep making bad decisions. We're just going to say that. So it's fun to listen to, so check it out. Yeah, bad decisions are great. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Luger? Where can people find you? You can find me at our freaking email address because I don't have social media after the Twitter implosion. Yeah. Twitter betrayed me. Yeah, basically right now, Boxford Show is still on Twitter. Um, once we can open it up to somewhere else, we're probably going to be closing down the Twitter on it. So just a heads up on that. Uh, but in the meantime, definitely send us an email. If you want to talk about us uh, or talk to us about what's going on, uh, about games that you played movies, anything like that, send us to boxfortshow at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And of course, as always, 
Every single episode is on boxsportshow.com as well as your favorite podcast player of choice. So if you like this one, you want to hear about what we've done in the past, hey, check it out. Maybe you'll stumble upon an episode where I talk about the R2-D2 that I just kind of mentioned earlier that we're not really talking about this episode. At all, Ben. So, everyone, thank you so much for listening. You have a lot of places to spend your time, and we are always flattered that you picked us to spend a moment with. We really appreciate it. And until next time, everybody, be good to each other. Thanks for listening.